0: Welcome to the No Negations podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we sit down, we dive a little bit deeper on Daryl Senior's life, the journey. Let's dive into it. What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here.
1: Halo Sullins.
2: And DS Ninja is in the house. So, well, before we get into
0: all that, okay. How was you guys' weeks? Let me turn my volume down. It's kind of loud on me. Oh. <coughs> no, the game, not the volume. <laughs> the game. There you go. How, but how was the weeks?
1: Um, It was good. I feel like all the weeks are kind of forming together now. Why? I think I'm preoccupied. My mind is. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> and that's all I think about, mostly.
2: Mm-mm. Don't think about D anymore. <laughs> 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 you wait.
0: <laughs> it's crazy because a lot of people are saying, like, oh, your Christmas and birthdays is over. So it's all about the kids now. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I remember when um, uh, your mom... Yeah, Tory. You know, people go, "How's Karen and the baby doing?" I'm, I'm okay too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, how's your how's your week been? You're a busy man. Yeah,
2: um, you know, last week I told you about some negations I was faced with, and I said no to them because it had me thinking because things didn't go my way. Wait, well,
0: okay, go ahead. What? No, go ahead.
2: Go oh, ahead. and this week. Um, I was in a webinar mm-hmm. um with the directors of j p. Morgan and Delta Airlines mm-hmm. and they requested my email and capability statement and said they delta does have opportunities for speakers and uh diversity trainer
0: wait did you say jp morgan and delta like yes jp morgan like chase
2: Jace, Chase, chase jp morgan chase yes
0: oh dang I, when i say you was busy like i was like it, you know you're busy but dang you that busy
2: yeah well um and i did a, another presentation for the the <coughs> veterans business outreach center but mm-hmm. i say that to say that when we face with no With negations, you know, Mm -hmm. the negative, the doubts, the fears, the rejections, we say no to them because it puts us in a certain mindset that we won't be able to think that we can achieve.
0: So let me ask you this. All right. So I've known you my whole life.
1: (laughs) Have you? Are you sure?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So I've known you my whole life. And you've always had like this go get it type attitude. Why? Like why? where did Where did that come from? Why are you so uh driven like what makes you go like why?
2: because of what I went through in my life coming up uh, the stuff I faced the the things that people told me and and I bought into it mm-hmm. um not thinking I was smart enough um not thinking I was significant um I remember when um my mom and dad got divorced when I was five I don't know why but subconsciously I thought it was my fault
0: of that other divorce yeah
2: why I don't know I'm just a kid and and then he wasn't there you know so I bought into that and then I I really wasn't a good student and when I was younger couldn't comprehend and and learn like the other kids so I compared myself to others Mm -hmm. and I wasn't measuring up I wasn't doing as well Mm -hmm. and then and during the time that I came up, you know, uh in the sixties and seventies, you know, coming up, um, the environment was different because it's just coming out of that civil rights era mm-hmm. and 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 facing certain challenges, um, I just didn't think I was significant. And and so I performed that way. So
0: what snapped you out of that? What was the day where he was like, you know what, I am significant. Like, what was going on?
2: Um, it was in high school, going into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got into karate, and <clears throat> my in- instructor, Grandmaster Ken Ferguson, I remember when I first went up there, um, I was in middle school, and a classmate named King Keith Holiday told me about the class. And so I went up there because I was going to different recreation centers, learning different styles, you know, Taekwondo, Judo, Kung mm-hmm. Fu and all that. And I go up to the recreation center and they have free karate classes there. And so that's what I met. <laughs> excuse me.
0: <clears throat> that uh, was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: um, my instructor, Ken Ferguson. And after class and and here's what it clicked for me. Mm-hmm. He looked at me and, and he said he pointed at me. He said, you'll be good. If you practice, well, that's I—I I hadn't heard that before. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me that. Like
0: that, you would be good.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember, you know, guys picking over me basketball games and stuff <laughs> like that. And the challenge was, it wasn't that I didn't have the skills; I didn't have the confidence, mm-hmm. and that triggered it for me. And then things, you know, certain things started happening. I—I I, I got it with a group of guys. A posse, and we were accountable to each other, and things started progress, and change from there.
1: Do you think your relationship with your mother and father, and even maybe the fact that they were split at that point, affected your outlook on yourself up until that point?
2: From the point that you know other kids had both parents at home, you know not all of them, but majority of them that that I, I knew, but It was a point where I went to live with my dad Mm -hmm. in in the fifth grade. I went to live with him for a few years. And then I wanted to move back with my mom and my sisters. And they were in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And so I went back with them. Um, But my parents, you know, my father was always there when we needed them. They just wasn't there. And later they got back together for a while, you know. But overall... Society and what 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 was going on, what people said, um, I didn't think that I was significant in my mind and being able to learn, be able to achieve, achieve, you know.
0: So wait, when you lived with Granddad, what made you choose to be with Granddad? Like, why did you choose to stay with him versus Grandma?
2: Um, I, it was my dad. I wanted to be with 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 my dad. You know. And and so I, I say, with him, you know. You're just like your dad, you know, he, doing the things that he was doing, and then learning the things that he was he was doing. I wanted to learn those things. I can't you relate. Know. How, yeah. how? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break for a minute <laughs> as I'm taking my belt off. <laughs>
1: how often were you seeing your mom at that point during those couple of years?
2: Um, didn't I would did you know talk to them long mm-hmm. distance? But
1: didn't go see them.
2: No, 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 because um, they moved there not not long after they moved to Columbus. Then later I I moved there It wasn't a, a long period of time.
1: Nowadays, <clears> I don't <throat> think you can do that. What like when your parents split up or divorce or something? They have to be within a certain amount of miles of each other. If you have like a joint custody, like custody? No, yeah.
2: You talking nineteen sixty six? Is that true, or
0: is that like something that you go? Because I have a friend that's moving across the country, and he has a kid.
1: But are they?
0: They have joint custody.
1: They ha- have it by court. Yeah.
0: Yes, I believe so. I maybe
1: that. Maybe she's just not turning it in. But. So
0: if they have joint, if someone has joint custody, they're not allowed to.
2: That's no. You can and no. It depends on the divorce decree and what you agree upon.
0: I, I thought so. Like I feel yeah. like that would be something that you have to agree with yeah. between the two. Mm. Yeah. So how did when when okay when you decided to move back to or move <clears throat> to Columbus with Grandma? Did Granddad feel any some any, any way? any some type of <laughs> did he feel some type? Jesus. did he feel some type? I
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did he feel
0: some type of way about that, or did Grandma feel some type of way when you decided to stay with Granddad, or was it just like, "Oh, it's cool."
2: Not that I know of. Know of. You know, you you're talking fifth grade, and mm. sixth grade, and yeah, around that time and stuff. So, dang, yeah. But see, they moved back here too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Were you happy when they got back together, or, or was? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Have you ever talked to granddad about like this type of stuff?
2: I don't think so. I wonder what uh, his
0: thought process is on. No, your
2: granddad, you know, and they come from a different area. They don't talk. Yeah. Out much stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it 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 affected me. It affected me.
0: So, all right, so we got Young Dale, right? He's mm-hmm. at the Recreation Center. Now, I've been down to the JFK Recreation Center, and they got a lot of different programs down there. They get, you know, you can done football. They have soccer. They <coughs> have everything, or, uh, as far as I know. What made you choose karate? Like, why karate?
2: Um, years ago, we were living on a, a south street called South Boulevard off 105, mm-hmm. and at that time on saturdays uh came on a thing called Wild world of sports mm. and they had uh one saturday aaron banks who was a karate guy yeah uh, and it was the, called the oriental world of self-defense and they had all kind of uh martial artists on there mm. you know uh, i remember seeing a guy named ron van cleef uh the guy they call the d adam and uh, some of the guys um Karate guys at that time and I saw that and I said I can do that and so, you know, I would start going to the library getting books and reading it and Looking at it trying to mimic what I saw mm-hmm. in the books and, and was reading up on it And that's what did it for me. But then when when conversion told me that you'll be good at, if you practice
0: Oh Ken Ferguson! I thought you said conversion.
2: No, Ken Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it that had really set off, and then when he made the United States team in 1975, that was something. Say I can look at and points that I can do that, mm-hmm. and so start training. My training and my mindset changed.
0: When did you realize you was really good at karate?
2: Um, I didn't initially uh, because my first three tournaments, I quit. I mean, I'm, I lost. Mm-hmm. And after that third tournament, I I was getting ready to quit, mm-hmm. but my mother told me don't quit. She said, "Don't worry about the entry fee. You're gonna win. Keep going." Mm-hmm. And and that clicked for me. And I and that's because I was going into competition afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid, and so I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said, "Look, I'm gonna stop being afraid. They're gonna stop being afraid of me." Mm-hmm. And that's what it. You know, and so what, what society at that time did, and, and it does it happens today because it happened with you. Remember what you were told yeah. in school. So when I realized that's a skin of a lie, stuffed with a reason. And so when people tell you you can't perform and they don't know you, they're not encouraging you, that's the way of keeping you down. Mm-hmm. You know, either they don't want you to achieve for various reasons. And we buy into that. I hear today people saying what we can't do as a community, uh, what they won't let us do. We can't do it in business. They won't give us a loan. That's a skin of a lie. Stuff with a reason. They're telling by making that statement, they're saying they can't do it or won't do it. And so you shouldn't try Mm. to make them look bad because you take their excuse away.
0: So how do you deal with that personally? Like, you're in a room or you're trying to do something. You have a vision to do something. The people around you aren't hardworking. <clears throat> hardworking is to say that. They're saying that it can't be done. How do you personally deal with that? Because this is like one against thousands or whoever you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that when you have all these negative mindsets of people who constantly quit or who don't believe that they, that things could be done? How do you deal with
2: well remember when this happened initially i did not have a relationship with christ Mm -hmm. okay and so i dealt with because really if you really want to know the truth most people don't realize i have a temper but i don't express it a lot
0: i'm about to say do you really
2: yeah i don't and and express it outwardly Mm -hmm. a lot because it is some fires me up and 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 one thing that really fires me up is somebody tell me I can't do something. And so when they tell me I can't do something, I'm not trying to prove them wrong. I'm trying to prove God right because Mm -hmm. he says all things is possible with God. So I'm standing on that. And I don't understand when people say that we can't do anything, but they praise the God. They, They call on Christ. But then they live their life like they don't have him in this life. Mm. Because he said, I am with you, even to the end of the age. He said, I am sending you a comforter, not only be with you, but in you. And so that allows me to know if I'm doing it in his will, it's possible. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand when people say that they can't do anything, unless they're not doing it in his will for his purpose. Mm.
0: So you believe you can do anything then?
2: I believe I can do anything in his purpose.
0: Mm. So it's probably not... part of your purpose to ever beat me in a basketball shootout. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then okay. they're done that. I <laughs> <laughs> had to take advantage of that. But that's, but that's, that's <clears throat> it's interesting to me because a couple of weeks ago we was on a podcast and I said that I feel like I can't do wrong. And that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Is that everything that I do, every decision that enters my mind, I really believe is God trying to work through me for, mm-hmm. for the purpose to glorify Him. So anything that i try to put my hands on if i have the right motives i can't i can't mess up and mm-hmm. I, I just think that was interesting. i just thought that was interesting I,
2: th- I think another catalyst for me um i was one that did not like to read when i started embracing reading that did it for me it allowed me to even though i am here In cleveland ohio it allowed me to go to other places without going there Mm. because it stimulated my mind my thinking Mm. and how i approach different things so that's why i have a bunch of books now and i recommend books i give books out and that's why i always told you you got to read yeah because it's so important and so um every day i am in the scriptures and i don't read a lot of books by a lot of other people you know biblically Mm-hmm. There's certain ones I read uh, because some of them are saying the same thing about the same subject. Yeah. But there's there's a few authors that I, I do read. But I, I other than that, there's books like like Who Moved My Cheese. Uh, now the money money is simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say when you talk to yourself? You can't get the first. You can't get the second with your foot on first. Books mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, Think and Grow Rich. Those things. Uh, Magic of Thinking Big is one of the books that really really helped me Mm -hmm. and that type of stuff changed my mind because people were telling me one thing that i couldn't do but these books was telling me that i could and they didn't see me they didn't know me but yet they were speaking to me Mm -hmm. and i learned the process of reading understanding that the author of the bible is talking to me Mm -hmm. the author of a certain book is talking to me so i didn't hear the noise the negative the doubts the hindrance I said no negations to that stuff, and when I learned that that's when I started progressing
1: mm-hmm. I, I have a serious question so <laughs> we went through you know a little bit of your childhood mm-hmm. when you starting when you were five and then we're up and we went into high school. how you got into karate How did you get to the point where you wanted to go um, into the forces into the into the
2: uh, the, the Marine Corps yes. Uh <laughs> that is a funny story. I had a nineteen sixty nine Cutlass Oldsmobile. Light green body, the two panels on the on the <laughs> side was dark green and the hood was brown. And, and I'm riding around with some friends, uh Gino McCulley, Carlos Sanchez, uh Ernie Brown. Uh we we riding around and we were coming up Harvard and I remember uh, I was like man we doing the same old stuff every day and then um i was uh somebody said well let's go to the service and we were joke we laughing ha ah, and i said i don't care which one we go to as long as we don't go to the marines mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so uh carlos sanchez sitting in the back he said well i know a sergeant brown we can go talk to him and so Jenna was like, y'all serious? Like, let's go find out. Mm-hmm. So we went over to, uh, we, we talked about going to the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So we went over to um, uh, off East Cleveland. They had a service in, uh, place there. And we were going to talk to the Air Force guy, and he wasn't there. But then the Marine Corps guy was standing in, in the, in the uh, doorway, and he said, Hey, you know when the Air Force guy gonna be back? He said, He had a car accident, I don't know. And he said, Well, y'all wanna go to the air force? And I was like, I don't know, but I don't want to go to the Marine. Mm-hmm. He's like, What do you know about the Marines? I was like, Nothing. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, Come on in, talk, I just talk to you and stuff. And and what he did was he talked to us about what we can do and what we can be when we go in and then come out, how it would set us up. Mm-hmm. And that was intriguing to me. I thought he was just going to say, "Hey, you grab a gun, go shot, shoot people and this and that. But he talked about our future and education and things like that that we can you know, do while we're in there. And so we left there, and the next day we went to talk to the Air Force guy. And and I said, hey, we were looking to get information about the Air Force. We talked to the Marine Corps guy, and he was like, well, I'll go take the test with them then come back. He didn't give me that personal, you know, uh, touch, that information. Mm-hmm. And then we talked to an Army guy. And then the Army guy would say, hey, you can be a scout. I'm like, what's a scout? He gave us a paper. It said, probing for mines with knives. I was like, uh-uh, that's mm-hmm. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's it. And so we ended up taking the test for the Marine Corps, and the process went on. I ended up going in the Marine Corps. Uh, out of four of us, two of us went actually went in. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you and Gino. Yeah. Hmm that's funny uh, one thing I know you always say is being other people focused Mm -hmm. and you know uh, and being having the heart of a teacher you know and the the marine guy sounded like he had a heart of a teacher is that is that where you got that from like having that servant type
2: no it's it's coming understanding and and reading and studying scriptures uh, reading a book Um, you see the most successful people and, and and let's keep it in context. When I say success, I'm talking about setting a goal and achieving that goal. That's the difference. Because mm-hmm. most people think success is a lot of money, big homes, mm-hmm. you know, able to do what you want, spend what you want. That's not success. Because if it was, why are so many lives are wrecked with people have all these monies, a la NBA players or professional football players mm-hmm. and some of the entertainers get on drugs and stuff so that's not a measure of success a measure of success is setting a goal if I say look I'm going to go to A to D mm-hmm. and I and I and I accomplished going to D I succeeded that's being a success mm-hmm. so the mindset of people thinking that they can't be successful because they don't have a lot of money that's what's wrong with with our youth and people today
0: mm-hmm. because
2: they think and once I learned the concept of that learn the the um god's for money god's purpose for doing things Mm -hmm. that really propelled me
0: yeah are you would you consider yourself somewhat successful
2: yes because i've established certain goals because remember i didn't think i I was able to learn at a level you know i see people with uh, bachelor's degrees and master's degree doctor's degrees and and really, some people make you feel that way because you don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have they're a lawyer, they're a doctor, they're this. And during the pandemic, who was essential? The, the gas the station kid, workers, yeah. the the libra- you know, yeah. the the people Brocery working store, the stores, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They was essential. And so it's it's a mindset, and that's what I said. It's the skin of a lie, stuff with reasons. Mm-hmm. They got a reason for keeping you down, but you got to get beyond that.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point where you ever just sat back and waited instead of just acting? Because I feel like growing up, I've always seen you in the acting mode. Like, mm-hmm. here's a problem. Let's go solve it. Oh, this is this. Let's go find
2: Procrastination. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, it's it's funny. Uh, and see, what you guys don't realize, you you guys are really my secret weapon. Mm. Because the mindset now, and I've heard people say this say this recently, that we can't do certain things. Mm. We can't do that. Because of our community, because Mm -hmm. of our color, we can't do anything. They know you guys coming Mm -hmm. up. They seen you as a kid. Mm -hmm. They saw how little you were. Yeah. You know,
0: we don't have to go that far. (laughs) Yeah, well,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but what you achieved so far, that takes that excuse away. Mm -hmm. That takes it away because they know you. And so I am in the mindset. I am done talking, trying to convince people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to act and then I'm going to succeed. And then they ask how I, how I did it. Now mm-hmm. I can tell them because I've done it.
0: That's one thing that I did learn, <clears throat> learn from you. Cause I, so and I was talking, I'm I always want to be that guy to be there and be like, boom, like, let me help you with this. Let me help you with that. But not every time that person is <clears throat> ready for it. Mm-hmm. And even for myself. And so what I, what I started seeing happening to myself was, a lot of self-doubt on my on my own. Like, okay, so doing this with no negations. Or I'm trying to do this with the gym. But, oh, I don't know. Talk to this person. They don't think that this and that. So what that can happen to me. So what I did was I stopped asking people questions and, talk, talk, ask, and talking to people about certain things. Because I'm like, it's killing me too. Mm-hmm. So what I just do now, anything that hits my head, every time I doubt it, I just read. So my books, my go-to books right now in the Bible is James, Ecclesiastes, and Isaiah. Mm-hmm. for various reasons but those are the books that i go to because those motivate me you know mm-hmm. i read i can be able to read and see what god is telling me to do and that way i, I cancel out all that negative noise but i learned that from like watching like you operate because mm-hmm. mom says it too like you're like quiet you don't really say much you just mm-hmm. just next thing you know it's like oh dad is doing this or dad has that or dad is It's like where did they even come from like
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that in in competition, I used to I I used to be afraid. You know, I, I had you know some people keep fear around so much they 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 think it's a pet. <laughs> Stop feeding the fear. They feed their fear like it's a pet, and I had that, so I know what it looks like. And so understanding that um, in 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 competition, I was never the one to say. I'm going to do this i'm going to beat this i'm going to win this and this and that i just looked at it and said i'm going to do that in my mind i'm going to do it yeah just and do i it. did it yeah and i don't know if it's good or bad but when people feed that negative to me they they lie to me they they uh uh disrespectful or discouraging me mm-hmm. i don't get angry and and, and express it mm-hmm. in my mind I love you from a distance. Mm.
0: That's how kind of I am now, man. Like, um, at the, um, oh, almost gave too much. But (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to I was talking to a guy one day, and he's basically saying, because you know, I just opened the gym, Mm -hmm. and he said that he thought this was a bad business move because you know, um, being totally transparent, I got student loans, Mm -hmm. got student loans, got bills to pay, got all this stuff. When I had left the job that day. I didn't fully have everything I needed to be able to take care of my bills. I was pretty close, but everything I needed to be able to take care of the bills. And he was like, Daryl, you know, some me and some of the other guys were talking. We're thinking it's a bad business idea. And I was just like, okay, I was just like, yeah, it's like, okay. I mean, I get it. But in my head, I was like, okay, so I have this in plan. This is coming at this date. I'm doing this at this time. Like there's a lot of things in the works, but I just said, okay. And then kept moving. And then, just did it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like I talked to Aloe about it. I just did it, mm-hmm. and doing that, I didn't was able to replace the income there, and so I just got sick of you know me personally sitting back, and that's just something that I just see you do um, a lot, and that's just kind of where I got it from too. Is <coughs> is that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sit back and try to argue with you or prove that this can be done. I'm just going to mm-hmm. try to go do it. And then, like I said, the James, Ecclesiastes, and Isaiah, those are the only confirmation that I really need. I don't need confirmation from anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as I have the my vision on glorifying the kingdom of God, like, I can't I can't do wrong. And God has really uh, supplied for me. And one day I came home, and I was all happy. I was like, Ayla, can't nobody tell me God's not real. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I felt that way is because I was driving. I just felt like the Holy Spirit come over me because... I really stepped out on faith, and I allowed God to to utilize me. Mm-hmm. And because I did that, God blessed me more than I could imagine in this moment, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm fine. You know, if I didn't do that, if I bought into what these guys were saying or whatever, whatever, I, I don't know. And then a couple of days later, Ayla and I find out that we're going to be having a kid. I'm able to still help and pay for things, you know, like <laughs> I could not say that if I, if I was in this other situation. And so, but that's one thing that I do have to commend you on. I don't, like, you know, give I you understand all props, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just watching watching how you it, like, how you said you wanted to be next to Granddad. That's kind of how, like, I was, like, mm-hmm. just watching you do different things. It's like, dang, now I did. At first, it was like a, a burden, kind of. It was kind of scary because I was like, dang, man, he doing all this. I got big shoes to fill. But, nah, I could just like, yo, boom, right here in front of me. I can do this.
2: That's one of the reasons why, um, uh, when you asked this one time about getting in karate, I didn't put you into it because I understand that the path I laid that you were trying to follow. That no, nah, you, you know, scared I
0: was going to be beating up all the kids. <laughs> well, whatever.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it, your mama was a pivotal, a pivotal part in in my growth. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're a couple, that is so important um, to have somebody, even even when they may not see the goal that you have Mm. even though they may have some doubts they still there with you Mm -hmm. you know that's what's important you know Um, and so you you need that I don't know if thought I
0: was crazy but she was was like okay we're gonna do this (laughs) this is the thing
1: I know you I also know your relationship with God I know my relationship with God Mm -hmm. and I just felt okay. I, I don't know. Mm. I felt okay. And I told you, it's like, if, if it were anybody else,
0: <laughs> if
1: it were anybody else, if I was married to somebody else who did not have the same work ethic as you, uh, I knew we would be fine. First, because God. And second, because you are who you are and you're a hard worker. And I know that you would get it done no matter what. So I just trusted in that.
2: So when you under, when you truly understand faith and, and i know a lot of people go to uh, hebrews 11 and, and read at the hall of faith read, read about faith mm. but when you truly truly understand faith you know that faith doesn't make it easy yeah. if faith makes it possible yeah mm-hmm. and so that's what did it for me and then i had a group of guys uh, from the bible study from the guys that i trained with in, in karate it's accountability thing and and encouraging. and That's what we have to be. That's why so much with, with Devin and Andre and all the guys from track and, mm-hmm. and those. I, I put a plan in place, and those guys wanted to do the plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to convince them.
0: They have faith in the plan.
2: Right. They bought into it, and they went from the laughing stock of track and field to being second in the state. Mm -hmm. in in a relay and making significant changes and people saw the difference Mm -hmm. and you can have all the speed the technique and all that you can have all that but it means nothing unless you have the confidence
0: that's the same way we should look at the bible then huh
2: exactly you can read the bible from cover to cover you can know every verse by heart but unless you put it into place you act upon his word Mm -hmm. that's the difference it's acting upon it
0: all right i want to ask this I was going to say last question, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> when did you start putting like the Bible into place? Like When you started making the Bible part of your life and you were...
1: Yeah, when did you get saved? January
2: 17th, 1988. Not
0: One, even not even that, though. Like, Well, I guess you can go ahead and Yeah,
1: because yeah. that's where it would start.
2: 1.45 p.m. in the afternoon. I was at a church and they made the call to, to accept Christ. I went down the aisle and he said, do, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins. I said yes. You believe he rose on the third day. I said yes. They said you're saved, but I wasn't saved.
0: Okay, so back to my question: When did you start putting the Bible into place?
2: Because after that, I I had a Bible. I told you before, I took out of a hotel, (laughs) and I was reading it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was reading the Bible.
0: God God should have took you to
2: hell right (laughs) (laughs) there. i was like that's what they put it there it's the gideon ministry they put it there for that you said it's a bible yeah. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> but i was reading it and i was reading first corinthians corinthians chapter 11 and it says jesus took bread broke it and gave thanks that did it for me i was like why did D- jesus have to give thanks and i knew enough that he was god mm-hmm. and i was like he gave thanks And so I'm like, why did Jesus have to give thanks? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know more about Jesus that he gave thanks, even though he was God. Mm -hmm. And then I said, wait a minute, if Jesus gave thanks, who am I not to be thankful? Mm -hmm. And so I started not only reading, but I started studying. Mm -hmm. And then the word got into me. And then it it started opening up things. Mm -hmm. And that made the difference to me. And I remember, um, and in, in fast forward in, in business, uh, you know, uh, Ken Ferguson, I ran one of his schools. He gave me a taste of entrepreneurship by running one of his schools. Mm-hmm. And and then with Francis, you know, Doc, mm-hmm. uh, with working with him in the family business, doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like it was yesterday, standing in the kitchen at a Maple Heights house, you you outside playing with some boys,
0: mm-hmm.
2: basketball and stuff. You know, you was the smallest and they were playing games. And when you got the ball, they would change the rules. Take the ball from you. They kept doing this. And I'm standing here watching in the kitchen window. And then you had enough of enough. You got sick and tired of that. You went over, you snatched the ball and you said this. You said, my house, my rules.
0: (laughs) Sounds like me.
2: You did. (laughs) And I said, that's ownership. People that own makes the rules, mm-hmm. and that's what shifted me in in doing that and thinking like that. I'm like D said, "My house, my rules." <laughs> so when, <laughs> so when you the employer, you get to make, make the rules, mm-hmm. and that's a principle. That's a business principle. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying
1: to get through some <clears throat> big stages in his life because I want because we're getting to know him. Like people are getting to know him. So I'm going to get through some big stages. So we went from when you started out, how you got introduced to karate, Marines, how you got saved or when you got saved and the Bible. So now let's move on to like a quick family overview. Mm-hmm. When you got married, you weren't saved or you were saved?
2: No. I was not saved
0: heathens
2: but when I when I got that Bible where I was at a business conference and, and I got the Bible and I started reading and, and your mom was like noticing like wow he's reading that thing a lot you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I wanted to know I want to know who am I supposed to be as a man who am I supposed to be as a son who am I supposed to be in God's eyes as a father You know, and so that intrigued me. And I got to studying and getting the histories and and asking a lot of questions and and doing that, you know, it it was phenomenal. You know
1: what? What changes? I know we kind of covered this in the marriage series, but what changes did you find to all of your relationships once you started reading and applying? Is that.
2: I'm, I'm not a taker, but should be a giver. That's the biggest thing. Uh, anytime you're in, in a marriage, you have two different worlds coming together, bringing their different experiences, the different cultures, the different traditions. And then you have to decide, make a decision that when he said the two became one, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Understanding what God means by that. And I understand the nuclear family, the, the man and the woman coming together to please him in his eyes and in his image. Mm-hmm. And that's what intrigued me. And so <clears throat> I understand that I'm the provider and protector of my family, my household. And there's outside forces that don't want to see the marriage succeed because why? That mars the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so me being not highly educated. uh really not being able to learn like I thought I was. And then now to make that shift. And then, you know, later in my 50s, I went back to college. Yeah, that's crazy. And got my, you know, degree. And so I'm not trying to prove other people wrong. I'm trying to prove God's right. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a huge um, uh, difference. And and another pivotal thing that happened is, D was writing one time and, and you were asking me about, you know, my career in athletics and karate. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were at Chick-fil-A and we saw a guy that I knew and we were talking and he looked at you. He said, did you know the stuff your dad did? He's a legend. And you looked at me like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, because you didn't know until but junior high school and school, Mm -hmm. some of the things that I did because I didn't talk about it. But you said, dad, you got to talk about this more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't want to hear that. And he's like, that is encouraging, you know, to people. And that's why Facebook, I do that now because of what you encouraged me to do. And I realize that's serving, that's giving, uh, that's encouraging other people, giving them uh, insight of that somebody like me can go from where I was to ach- making those achievements that most people uh, won't see or be able to achieve. Me traveling the world and competing and winning a gold medal and being fighter of the year in Japan mm-hmm. you know I didn't foresee that
0: mm-hmm. now you're on stage talking to hundreds and hundreds of people you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I do want to ask this last thing I want to know out of your whole life your best moments your worst moments and if you could see God in those moments.
2: I don't just have one best moment because I think a lot of them are significant and they're, they're steps, but, um, meeting and marrying your mom, uh, cause that changed the course in my life also and gave me access to, to people in, in the church and then, uh, other people in my life because I'm I was at Dominion. I got hired at Dominion because I was with your mom at the mall and I saw my seventh grade English teacher and just getting out of service within a year. She said, hey, the gas company is always looking for a former military people. And so it's 33 years later. I'm there, mm-hmm. you know, and then the birth of the kids, you know, and grandkids and all that, <laughs> you know, um, my worst moment, uh, I think, is when I had to take my mom off of life support. Mm-hmm. that was that really shook me and that affected me for a long time because i always had in my mind thinking that should I waited a little longer before saying okay take her off mm-hmm. that bugged me because i wouldn't i didn't even from 1998 to 2019 i didn't even go to her grave mm-hmm. because that messed with me and I'm thinking i should have waited or you know even though i saw the diagnosis and uh, doc was with me and he, He said, yes, 10% brain activity. That affected me. Mm -hmm. That was the worst.
1: Did you see or could you see God in those moments looking back on them?
2: Yeah, uh, I could. Um, Even yet, while I was in my sins, Christ died for me. Romans 5. And when I look back on it, I see God was there, you know, in a best moment because through meeting your mom, led me to a course in, 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 in developing my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. It led me there. Um, looking back, and when I had to take your mom off a of life support system, your mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mom off a of life support system. Um, although I didn't know it at the time, I um, realized that God was there, He never left me. But a year later after I went through that, I got a call from one of the elders at church. Mm-hmm. And they said, D, you've been through this already. And I'm going through it now. My dad is is very ill and getting ready to pass. Mm-hmm. And I saw that when it says in, in Romans 8, all things work together for the good. Mm-hmm. It didn't say that situation was good, but it worked for the good. Now I'm able to minister to somebody. So I saw God in that. Mm-hmm. Also.
0: So my last question is, okay, so you have every all these things that happened in your life. You know, you have all these testimonies, all these different stories, all these people you've met. You're talking to someone who may not necessarily believer, be a believer <clears throat> and they ask you this question. Why should I love God? What would you say to that person?
2: You know, it, I think we do a lot of talking, but I think um, we're the most Bible that some people going to read mm-hmm. the way we live our life mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I know with some of the relationships that I have with, with my former athletes who I coached and trained the way I live my life and the way you live your life is going to be the most Bible some people going to read because mm-hmm. you can talk to a person all day mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know they'll, they'll listen to you and talk but it's getting them to move to act to put action behind what we're speaking
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so I would say you know them be around come around uh get in the groups fellowship and talk so and, they can see so they can see because you know I always said, you know my train is moving i ain't stopping i'll slow down for you get on mm-hmm. but i ain't stopping and so you'll catch me when i come around again yeah and so that makes a difference because i watch people um uh, some of the uh, best advice that I got from some people didn't look like me or, or in the same economic, uh, uh, economic uh, uh, financial level than me as much I watched them and they give me nuggets. And so when you have a nugget, you got to do something with it.
0: That's a fact. You know who gives me a lot of nuggets? David Letterman. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, your dad. Well, yeah, but like I'm talking about like even like because people say I ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I do, but I learned that from watching like Steve Harvey and David Lever. Like mm-hmm. I, I ask people this question: if I can, if you could choose to sit down with anyone dead or alive, who would you choose? One of the people on my list is Steve Harvey, mm. and people laugh and think it's crazy.
1: I feel like you do this every time we have a podcast. Mm. It'll
0: be like the perfect ending statement and then you make another statement. She doesn't watch David Letterman. That is hard. She doesn't watch David Letterman. I look I can wrap it up because I had a way to conclude it. I had a way. Okay, go ahead. Now I gotta start over. So people used to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. But hey, that's a perfect conclusion. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Uh, That's three weeks in a row. (laughs)
2: Bad D, go stand in the corner. Well,
0: oh, okay, watch this. I was gonna do it, but you talk about search about my conclusion. Okay. And I totally forgot about takeaways. All right, so um, I usually go first on takeaways, right? Yeah. Okay, so one thing I did take away from this episode is one, um, stop feeding into fear and um, f- uh, working through God and not through yourself and um, being a giver and not a taker. Um, those are the three key, three things, three of the many things that I received from you growing up is is those things. Um, and that's why I try to do what I'm doing today. And that's why, like, my first instincts when I'm trying to figure something out is go to the Bible and then go study and try trying to figure out the information, how I can constantly level up, how I can keep growing the gifts that God has given me and how I can help the amount of people around me. You know, the a lot of the opportunities that I've gotten so far was because I try to help the people that's in my area, you mm-hmm. know, and also spreading God's word throughout the process. And I think that's what my ministry is. So those are my three takeaways is, is that it's, is one is to be a giver and not necessarily a taker. And then when you do that and you have God in your mind first and you're looking to glorify the kingdom, you can't do wrong. Mm hmm.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Well, I think I have lots of takeaways, but um, I can talk about, like, the biggest takeaway. So I'm married to Daryl, right? I'm married to Daryl. He was...
2: uh... Oh, no, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You had to groom him. (laughs) No, actually.
1: (laughs) uh, When we first got together... It wasn't that I was not on the path to find God, but it was just that our relationship aided in that. Mm -hmm. And our relationship aided in that because of the way that you raised him. And so I have lots of takeaways, but how much listening to your life is, is awesome because I get to hear how you got to your point to raising somebody that I married who aided in my journey to find Christ. And so I hope anybody if they take anything away from this conversation and hearing it is a witness to what god can do in somebody's life and the impact it has like over and over again mm-hmm. and how great of a person you are and how grateful i am for you so
0: i love you too ayla Aww, you. <laughs> that got real sentimental what is that
1: i'm pregnant
2: <laughs> hey, you better get used to that, brother. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <keep> <laughs> we gonna start getting some free stuff.
2: <laughs> but uh, really, really, I, I I want to be an, an encourager. Um, in the midst of this chaos, um, God is still on the throne, and 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 I doubt that. And so I would like to see a lot of people to s- s- see, and I've learned to pray for people. There's there's some people that on our prayer list um, that we pray for uh, for coworker. Um, he's retired now, and I'm constantly keeping him in in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's dealing with the uh, uh, with cancer, and uh, keeping him in prayer and understanding that I can pray for somebody, and my God hears my prayer. And so it's very very. Significant. And so um the biggest takeaway for me today is that realizing that uh, even me, a person who from humble beginnings can have effect on other people's lives positively.
0: Dang that's a bar. You know what that means? Yes. No, you don't. <laughs> but Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Make sure, like always, to like, subscribe, and share. Um, Thanks to you guys, we're constantly growing. We hit over 2,000 total downloads. Full speed ahead to 3,000. Our goal is 6,000 by the end of June, and then that's done because that's able to be done because of you guys just love and support so continue to like share comment uh make sure you leave a review on our podcast also visit us at www.nonegations.com to check out some of our cool apparel items to read our blog and we also upload every episode show notes onto the blog so you can take them you can use them for studying you can use them for bible studies you can use them for whatever you need or if you want to just come back in and refresh something boom right there um Blended, oh, I remember that one. Check out Blended, located in Belden Village Mall. Um, 30 plus vendors were one of them. <clears throat> Go check them out, they got a lot, a lot of cool stuff down there. But I think that's everything,
2: yeah. Oh, also, check really, guys, really that book we promoted. Oh, that's right, May, um, Money is Money Simple. Is simple get that book that that's really really an encouraging book eye-opening book uh for you to make a difference and our summer our summer apparel Mm -hmm. is coming out and definitely check it and the leggings and and stuff like that people are wanting that stuff again so
0: yeah so keep an eye out for that but definitely go check out the money is simple good yep
2: good till next time deuces